Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on overcoming failure and much, much more. Press. What's poppin', baby? Hey, man, I can't call it, but man, audience, we got a birthday announcement in the building. Happy belated birthday to our brother Jules over here, man. Oh, and a happy, man. happy, happy, happy birthday. Oh, man, appreciate you, Press. Always, man. Appreciate you, man. I had a good one. Uh, what y'all you get know, into? So, man. Well, you know what? We, you know, the wife took me out. Uh, we went to Texas Day in Brazil. Ooh. Now, now, prayers. It's another spot. Dude, you, man, throughout the years, you introduced me to so much stuff. You introduced me to that spot years ago. Yes, sir. Man. And I fell in love then. So my About wife. About seven years ago. It was okay. My wife and uh, she took me there last year, and then also this year. And man, the food, the steak, the the meats. The, I didn't even go to the salad bar. My wife went there. <laughs> she said, "You want something from the salad bar?" I said, "Get away from me." <laughs> I said, <laughs> "I I went down." Hey, hey Prince, they didn't even put down the size yet. You know, you got the potatoes and all the other stuff. Uh-huh. They didn't even put that. I said, dudes was coming out with that meat. I said, "Come on over here." <laughs> <laughs> I said, what, was your favorite, what was your favorite cut oh man it gotta be the it gotta be the i want to say the filet the filet with the bacon wrap okay you like that bacon okay when so you know what whenever whenever they bring that one around i just uh-huh. take the bacon off but that should be good though because the bacon has got all up inside that meat now okay Ooh, i'm just not big on bacon but listen that filet you can't go wrong no i mean the steak and ribeye and, and, and the sausages and the chicken and the, the parmesan. Oh my God. I was like, just come on. Come on over here. Don't <laughs> and forget then, about the rolls now. Oh, you know what? I had one. I was just eating straight up meat. I had one <laughs> roll. I had one roll and I had two scoops of potatoes. <laughs> nice. You was, on that, you was on that Dwight Howard menu. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> it's, uh, in a different type of, a different type of <laughs> you know he he like those sausages I but <laughs> oh <laughs> it's gonna be one of them kind of shows on this <laughs> we already on the one <laughs> <Ooh. Ooh. 
Let's see you got my stomach hurt already. Oh. Goddamn. Goddamn. Oh, man. Well, listen, back to your birthday, Texas Day Brazil. Enjoy the free advertising because that one oh. is just all love because that is a spot that, you know, Jules and I, we shared a special meal at seven years ago. And, man, I'm just glad that y'all still be going back, man, because I haven't been back in some time, bro. Oh, man. It's, I told my wife, it's, I said it's one of my favorites. If not the, it's one of my favorites, man. I can go there every year for my birthday. So let me ask you, man, since you brought this up, do y'all go out to eat a lot or do y'all mostly just like to cook and y'all keep y'all go out to dinners like special occasions or whatever? Yeah, if we go out to dinners like special occasions, you know, because, you know, wife, she cooks, you know, so. Uh, so we go out to special occasions or like a date night or whatever the case may be. Okay, okay. So birthdays, anniversaries, and... Um, a date uh, night. Just the yeah, date night, we'll do something like that. So how often do you recommend for the fellas out there to take their lady out on a good date night? How many times a month? I'll start over one. I'll okay, start over so one because you know, yeah, once a month. Once a month. If you can do twice a month, that's 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 good. But we have like it was uh once a month, we at least have date night. Yeah, so that's that that you know, at least you can do something, you know, go out there and do something now. You know, I know we talked about that list on, you know. Oh, I know last week. That, that episode went crazy, bro. That was our oh, really? most that was our most listened to episode of the season, bro. That shit was Oh crazy. really? Oh man, mm -hmm. that's good. Okay. Well, you know, when you talk about stuff like that, man, everybody got tuned in. I'm sure we picked up some new listeners. So. Man, thank God, man. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. When I looked at the numbers, I had to do a double take. I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, yeah, Jules, I, they like seven times the last episode that we had. So oh man, and we already do pretty well. Yeah, that one went crazy. So, so I tell you what, Texas Day Brazil wasn't on that list, so I guess we good on that one. So, yeah, they they were not. <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah, gave I, a, we gave out a lot of free advertising in that episode. Now that I think on it, Jules. Yeah, we did. Uh, never again. It's, well, it was kind of hard to, you know, <laughs> to talk about by nine, yeah. but still, I'm like, uh, okay, sorry, gotcha. Don't worry, all the places that we talked about, I'm gonna be DMing y'all this week. Don't worry, mm. <laughs> we gonna figure something out. But yeah, yeah no, even, but I don't even, but you know what, Jules, I don't even know why I'm saying that because we have had companies like reach out to us and wanting to, to work with us and stuff like that, man. And I'm just not with every deal, man. Well, sometimes when people come up to you with some idea, like, oh, man, this could be a good, mutually beneficial thing. And I'm just like, oh, no, this don't really have nothing to do with our platform or what we're about. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm kind of good on this. Okay. And also, in light of what's going on with DJ Envy and his boy C's opinion, mm. you just can't just be aligned with just anybody and everybody, Jules. Ooh, true, true. Man, because that right there... You Prez, you hit on something big there. I think, now me personally, I think DJ, I believe DJ Envy when he didn't, when he said he didn't, he had no knowledge of it. I kind of, I kind of believe him. I, you know, I think he just got, you know, the positive scheme. But I just think, man, that Caesar kind of, he used DJ for celebrity status and oh, influences to, you know, to, to, you know, to get the money. I mean, because he, he didn't, ripped off 
half quarter of a bill, uh, quarter of a billion, half a billion, I, I believe, of what I read. Uh, allegedly, but allegedly, now, right, right, right. Allegedly, we can use that word, right? But but check this part out, Jules. When you look at that guy's face, who in a right mind would give their money to a guy like that? I'm looking at him like you look shiesty as fuck. Yeah, I know some yeah. people are like, hey, can't judge a book by its cover. I'm, I'm judging that one. <laughs> Damn. I'm well, gonna get that man a dollar. Well, it, <laughs> I mean, you have to be in today's times, man. Everything is so, so, so delicate where it's easy to hack into somebody's account or mm-hmm. you know. So it's like not only for that for anything. I mean, my if you knew anything about 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 Pena, I mean, he he did some time. Now, yeah. just because you did time doesn't mean, hey, you that's that's the path. But it is something to kind of let, let me take a look at this. Well, you know, and that's just with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, let me let me make sure this is a for sure thing, especially because your name, what, what we talked about previous on the pod of uh, press, names, image, and likeness. Yes. We talked about that. Now, DJ Envy got, you know, a hell of a name. He's, you know, he's on a, a great platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge platform. A huge platform. He don't want, they don't want, they don't need this. Hell no, because now when you hear people talking about, I only invested because of DJ Envy and only invested because right. we talked about it on The Breakfast Club. Right. Now iHeartRadio, they can get dragged into this shit. Right. Ooh-wee. Right, because potentially, which uh, I believe it is, there, there are going to be some civil lawsuits. Oh, yeah. There should be. Yeah. Let me do, I read a story about one of the guys um, this guy named Jeff, he's no longer with us, but he invested thirty five thousand with with uh, with Caesar, and did it on, basically on the fact that it was on Breakfast Club. He was like, "Well, mm-hmm. shit, DJ Envy, somebody that's famous, so like, right. obviously, you know, it must be legit, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> bro?" Allegedly, allegedly, right, right. However, Jeff's father is the one that's going after Pena right now. And basically saying, like, hey, he reached out to Caesar directly, thought that they could work things out, and apparently that ain't the case. So now he's suing them just like everybody else is probably going to start suing them. It's $35,000. This is my thing. It's no amount of money, Jules, mm-hmm. that's worth someone having a different opinion than me as a person, my reputation, and all that. I just don't understand. I know there's so many people out here getting blind about money. Well, like I was saying, for me, all money ain't good money. True. And think about how many people have approached us with different, oh, we want a partner, we want a sponsor. And it's just like, well, not really, because I don't, I'm not really with your mission statement. And our show is about helping people. And I don't see how your company aligns with what we are about. And I think that more people, Jules, have to like be more cognizant of the partnerships that they go into. Man, bro. Oh, man, 100% correct, because, man, your name is. Your name and your word is is what you have, and if if it's no good, people can't trust you. People can't believe what you say, and 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 frown up, and 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 you're tainted, and you're you're burned. I mean, people's not gonna work with you. And no, it's no, and that messes things up because, like we like we said, you got something great going, and I think. MB said himself that he wanted to, and that was his thing, Press. He said that he wanted to 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 educate people on on uh, real estate. 
right? And you know, and especially and try to black help. people, because right. a lot of us we behind when it comes to real estate and right. investing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, to his point, it seemed like DJ he had you know, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like yeah. he had the right mindset. Right. His his I, I believe his heart was in it, and he got up with with with, with Mr. Pena for, uh. You know, because he was in, in, uh, in that field. Knowledge. Right, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. knowledge in that field. So, hey, why don't we work together? And stuff? I think uh, DJ didn't do his homework in, you know, nope. the background of uh, Caesar, and then it just it just bit him. And now, yeah. you know, you know how people are now. They, oh, okay. Oh, but but these, you in it too. Just because you mm-hmm. know anything about it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, because you can claim ignorance about things all you want to, but it's like, hey, but you still vouch for this person. You right. still gave this person a platform, and who got who got the bread? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got the bread, I don't know. I don't know what Mister Pena. I don't know what, what his network or what he you know coming with. But I, but if he ripping off people, I don't think he have anything really much. Well, just their, just their just their money, <laughs> right? It's just, we could just give it back to him, I guess. Damn. But it goes to show you, prayers, man. Like you, like we talked about earlier, you have to. You, hey, I know you. I know you guys have it, but man, some of that money, some of that uh, that dollar amount, I was like, my god, Prez, You I, know, I, it, 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 it's crazy, Jules, because I was looking at some of the places that that he was telling these people, like, hey, invest in this property, and I'm gonna get you a thirty to forty percent return. This is one thing that I right. want to just talk to this audience about real quick. Just hear me and hear me clearly. Okay. If something sounds too good to be true. Mm. Mm then it probably fucking is. I'm sorry, but ain't no crib in New Jersey gonna get you no 45% return. Are you fucking crazy? And he was out here promising people that shit. Sometimes people, you gotta do your due diligence, do your research, look at the comps in the area. Oh, okay, so why is this particular property gonna you know get this much? Show me some of your recent deals. Right, right. Do your own independent research. Man, just because somebody come up to me telling me all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool, that's cute. But you know me, Jules. I'm still going to be like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm never going to let you be the one that's going to make me make that decision. I'm going to have to go in there and look at it myself. We talk about our hard-earned money. We, we talk about that all the time on this show. Right. Listen, where you and I came from, I ain't got time for nobody to be scamming me. No. I, let me tell you guys a story. I had somebody there that text message me a week ago. And they said, hey, I accidentally... Zelled your account $250. Can you send it back to me? I was like, first of all, who is this? Mm-hmm. And then they, the person mm-hmm. says, This is blah, 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 the person that sent you money. And I said, I don't know who you are. And I said, I'm blocking you. And I said, If you have an issue with money that was mistakenly sent to my account, I'm using air quotes as I said, right. you need to contact your bank. You need to file a claim with Zell. I will not be sending you anything back that you sent to this account. And you know why, Jules? It because that shit was a scam. That person was using a stolen car. They sent me that money because they were hoping that I sent it back. And then whoever they stole that car from, when they found that dispute, guess where they gonna take the two fifty from? Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now I gave somebody another two fifty. See, that's how these scams work. So guess what? When that person found that dispute, they got their regular two fifty, and I was good because I'm like, well, that wasn't my two fifty to begin with. Right. And that's why I'm just trying to tell people is that we got to make sure that we're doing our due diligence, but don't be out here unaware because there's always somebody looking for a sucker. Dude, 
Hey, Perez, what you said, I, I would, I know, I hope people get understood what you said. It was innocent and harmless. If you look at this thing, like, oh, okay. If you gullible, like, hey, I sent you two fifty. Some, you know, how many people were like, oh, okay, no problem. It's an accident, and just sitting back, not knowing, like, damn, wait a minute. Now let's, you know, to get their, uh, their bank statements or whatever. Man, wait a minute, I'm, I'm minus two fifty. Wait a minute, I thought exactly. And you see how easy, you see how easy and simple, and that's a smaller on a smaller scale. On a small scale, yeah. Man, it's it's so easy. Man, it is so easy to get scammed these days, electronically, text message, uh, off the social media. My nephew went through something like that. He saw something on, on social media. My my brother was telling me that if he uh, invest in something, he can get back. A more percentage you know him not knowing he just start working and you know had a little savings or whatever and he, and he end up you know uh, doing some off social media sending somebody something and then end up taking his money and, and it's like those things right there you have to unfortunately we had to go through that when we was coming up prayers but nowadays it's like no you gotta there is no quick there is no quick uh rich schemes no, you know man, what I'm saying you you know what I'm saying? There's no quick witch, you know. Everything in life, you got to work for it. I mean, if so, everybody been doing it. I'm going to have some words for Coach here real quick. Is hey, Coach, you know, you need to be coaching that boy up now. Ain't no reason your, your flesh and blood should be out there doing that type of stuff now, Coach. Yeah. Hear me yeah. out. Come on yeah. now. Because mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That just show he green. And that mean he ain't ready for the world yet. You know, you get what I'm saying, Jules? Y'all better get that boy. Oh, dude, man. You're absolutely right, cause we, yeah, we talked to him like, no, 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 bro, no, nephew, come on, nephew, no, <laughs> man, cause you We're, know what, man, like what I just said, they looking for suckers out here, man. I hope he learned from this, you know, because man, you out here on the internet, and that's the thing, they prey on people that's out here trying to get to the bag, cause everybody right now chasing money. And my whole thing is like I said, got all money is good money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay to just make it the hard way. I mean, think about it. He obviously was busting his ass and he saved up some money. Just continue the path that you was on, kid. Right. Right. And guess what? It ain't cool, but if you're looking for something to do with your, with your, with your money, go get yourself a high-yield savings account. Go buy yourself some bonds. Go do something where you're at least getting some sort of return on your money. Oh, true that, man. Man, they got so much stuff out here you can save, uh, Roth IRAs and all of them stuff, so you can get an interest off your, you know, off your dollar and stuff. So I, man, praise if I knew that stuff when we was coming up, man. <laughs> oh man, you'll be a multi-billionaire right man. now. But that's the point. I think why DJV was trying to help the people right. because we don't have that, and that's right. the things that we've talked about before. When you don't have the financial literacy in, in the schools, especially in the inner city where you and I came from, and that's why we try to do so much education on this show. It was like. Shit, you would be surprised, Jules, of how many people that are our age that have no clue. And you and mm -hmm. I were lucky along the way to kind of figure out a couple of these things. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, man, this show is important because I at least try to pay it forward. I mean, some of it may people be like, oh, I know about that. Well, cool. Well, guess what? Share that shit with somebody that don't, you know, because, and that's why I shared that story with the Zell thing because maybe some people hadn't even heard the people out here doing that shit. No. Dude, and I'm glad you told that story because, like I said, it's so easy to get fall into the traps. 
if you're not paying attention. Because you're like, wait a minute. And, and, and press, and I'm glad, you know what, matter of fact, I'm glad you told that story. Like for cats like me, yes, I'm I'm, I'm a caveman. I don't have Zilla cows or nothing like that. So, so. You sure don't. <laughs> you always got you always got a holiday <laughs> sense. So. <laughs> so I don't have it. And I'm not knowing the where, where, you know, say, well, well, if you, you have to put in that person's uh, information, I think it's yeah, either a phone you, number or email. A or phone number or email. Yes, sir. So there's no mistake in, about it. No, you <laughs> intentionally put that shit in right. there and send me that. So I, I promise you, when I'm sending somebody, as hard as I work for somebody, I'm double checking before I hit send. Mm -hmm. Shit. Mm -hmm. No, sir. And then, you know what? So the last part about this Pena thing, okay. I talked about the one part about him promising these returns on properties in New Jersey. But you know what the 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 most fucked up part about this thing was? He didn't own any of the properties that he was out here promising people returns on. They don't, they don't own any parts of it, had no interest in it. And he basically did this scheme with the same houses with multiple people. Oh, dude, you know, I come across that a couple times where you have a, a, an abandoned crib, right? Before it closed. Somebody can always just document up some documentations. Like, I'm the, I'm the landlord and sign this and, you know, but there's no, you know, you're not legally, it's not yours. So somebody else come in and buy the house. They're like, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. This, wait a minute, this is my house. Then the guy said, no, this is my house. Well, who's, who you been paying to? Well, I've been paying. Yeah, and that's how you get God. That's how you get God, dude. This dude, this is, you know, Caesar opinions. That's, dude, that's crooked, man. That's the and there's something. The guy is obviously very knowledgeable about real estate. I've listened to a couple of his little seminars that he had on YouTube when DJ Envy was sitting there right next to him. He knows the shit. But uh -huh. this is the one thing that I always say, Jules, about these situations. And it's probably just me being naive. But if you are this talented, why don't you put that into your craft and not out here trying to scam folks? True. That's the thing, because when you out here doing these scams, now it's like, you over your shoulder because you're like, okay, I promised this person one thing. Now this person's going to be looking for me because I owe them a return. So it's like you constantly have it to, okay, I got to pay this person back, but now I got to find another victim. That's some stressful-ass shit, man. Fuck all that. Mm -hmm. Just do it the right way. Put together real deals with real partnerships and people that listen to this show. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. If somebody come to you with something, hey, have a lawyer look over the papers. You don't mm. just say, oh, okay, these are the papers. These look legit. No. no. Hire somebody that they can do the due diligence and they can look it up right. and make sure that what you're being presented is legit. Right. Because I'm pretty sure there's some terms in that contract. You have no idea what that means. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> so, obviously, I got a joke off earlier about Jules and me that compared to Dwight Damn. Howard and I know people are already like prayers that was ignorant. <laughs> I meant nothing by the comment for the record. Well, however, we have Dwight Howard and he has some very serious sexual assault allegations against them, Jules. And so when this story came across for people wanted us to talk about, I said, man, well, let me let the dust settle a little bit, man, before we like really dig into this one. Because I was like, man, it's tough with these situations, Jules, when it's like he said, I guess in this one, he said, he said, but right, right, right. 
I guess the thing is I really want to focus in on is less about Dwight Howard's sexuality and it's more about the fact that if he did do this shit, it's fucked up. But then secondly, he's been kind of like flipping about the whole situation. I'm kind of, for me personally, it don't matter if you're straight and gay. If you out here like, you know, basically inviting somebody over and it's like you, that person thinking it's going to be a one-on-one encounter, and all of a sudden they, they like, no, somebody else is in the room too. They're like, hey, it's about to be a three-way and you're going to like it kind of thing. That's fucked up. Whether it's it's like uh, I'm saying, whether it's heterosexual or it's homosexual, to me, that whole situation right there, I'm like, Dwight, man, what you doing? Like, I don't care that you're gay. That's just fucked up, man. Cause like it's almost like you holding somebody against their will and you trying to force them allegedly to do something when they thought it was just gonna be a one-on-one type of situation. Right. Uh man, Prez, I heard about... first of all, um, I'm just a little, this this just take me, you know, just kind of just railroad me because uh, Dwight is a great basketball player. And, and to hear something like this, you know, we, we don't know much about these athletes and, and musicians and, you know, just these figureheads or whatever. But when this came out and it's like, then when people start talking about it, then you see the behavior, the things that he've done on the on the on the sidelines, on the you know where they where they sit at, you know. Uh, oh like yeah, when he grabbed his teammates. Yeah, lunch. yeah, dude. Those are things I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We we, we don't do that. We don't. Should be. We, we do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Prayers. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I think this man had seven kids, I believe. Yes. Uh, we talked about name, image, and likeness. The white man, what do you... Look, like you said, Press, straight, gay, doesn't matter. If somebody say no, then they say no. If the person come through and then like you want to introduce something and you're not cool with it, to let it be that, but hold him against his will and assault assault a person allegedly. We have a problem. Uh, yeah, Jules. Because I mean, let, let's 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 just you know let's paint a picture here, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we probably got some freaky people judging for these damn listening letters y'all can see. That we got some freaky ass people listening to this. Show. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So imagine, like, okay, let's just say a guy calling a female over, right? And he got another female over at the crib already. Uh huh. All right. So now, let's just say female just comes through. He can introduce the idea of maybe like, hey, I was thinking. If the person's like, I'm with it, cool. But if the person's not with it, you can't be also, nah, you're going to do this shit anyway. And in this situation, what Dwight's being accused of is he basically forced this guy to do something with him and a guy that was dressed as a woman. Right. Miss Kitty, I think, or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, Miss Kitty. Yeah, Miss Kitty. Like, where's the kitty? Hey, hey, it's it's not for me, but for somebody. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) It's for somebody. Uh, I'm just, man, prayers on this one, man. Like you said, it's going to come out. Um, And then again, it might not. These things don't normally 
last long. There's going to be some type of settlement and it's sealed or you can't talk about it or whatever the case may be. Uh, the outcome of that. But I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, I mean, something is, something is true within, the, within both, both stories. There's truth in it. And and speak, well, Dw well, Dwight, well, Dwight hasn't denied that there was right, sexual right, activity, right? But he's saying more of it's consensual, I right? He claimed it. Say that. he claimed yeah. it's consensual. Now, my man, or, or you know, yeah, dude, was, he, he's a man. Yeah, dude. He said yeah. that he said he said that Dwight, Miss Kitty, they did some things to him. And boy, that's messed up, man. Yeah, it's messed up. So he a little brother. So he butthurt about it, and then, Yikes. you know, false. <laughs> you <Yikes>. know, <laughs> so so any anyone's anyone he he won't he won't do it how to be held accountable. That's all, press. No means no, man. Bro, this is what I'm gonna say about the situation. Okay, it's no surprise to me that Dwight Howard. Is bisexual. I'll just put that label. He's probably not going to come out and say anything. As he said, it don't matter where he lays his wood. These are his exact words. It's nobody's business. So you're right, Dwight, because what I do in my bedroom is my business. Right, right. So I get that 100%. I don't really care whether you gay or not. True. The thing for me is this whole situation, it's like, all right, man, what the fuck's going on over here? Like, what are we doing? And then somebody even, they took the liberty and they went through all of Dwight's injuries as a player. Bruh, I'm not going to detail those injuries, but Google some of Dwight's injuries as a, as a player. Okay. Shit hell suspect. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Just do it, Jules. Hey, am I going to be shocked when I'm see? When I'm see? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to show them do it too, and I'll hit you up too. But I want to give props to this Steven guy. If he's, you know what I'm saying, on the up and up here. If this stuff happened, props to him for reporting this. Because a lot of times when men get abused, Jules, and I talked about this before, they don't report that shit. I know a guy specifically, not to this degree, but his woman was putting hands on him. He called law enforcement, and they kind of was, like, making fun of him. Like, almost to the fact of, like, wait, who, what's happening here? And I've talked to you about this, Jules. I said, it's unfair because if the shoe's on the opposite foot, when y'all respond to them calls, you basically tell the guy, okay, you should probably leave. Uh, you have a place to be. You know, you guys don't need to be with each other right now. Right, But right. when it's the opposite foot, people don't take it seriously. And I think with this situation with Stephen, I want to give him props because a lot of times, man, guys don't, you know, say nothing. I mean, you got to think about this. For some people, they might roast you. Some people may think shit's funny. I know Jules and I got a couple of jokes off, but that was mostly at Dwight's expense, not Steven, because I feel right. bad for him. Because, right. man, nobody deserved that shit. You go over there, you think thinking one thing, and all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. How the hell am I going to get out of here? <laughs> Dwight, like, fucking seven feet tall and jacked as hell. You, you, well, What you going to do? I, yeah. I, I hope you have something on you. An equalizer or something, because, right, man, uh, uh, Dwight a big boy, Dwight a big boy, and then we'll know what Miss Kitty look like. Probably like Dwight. Oh my god, 
you imagine that you walk over there, you looking at this shit, you like six eleven and six nine. What else does it do with this? I can't know. Good lord. Mm mm. Mm mm. And it is interesting because Dwight's people are trying to get the thing thrown out of court. So it's just like, man, these situations are really tough to prove. And honestly, Dwight's probably going to end up settling. Right. And right. that'll be it. You know, he'll yeah, probably never be. really speak on it. No, no, that'll be it. That's why. That's why I'm feeling. That's why I said, yeah, this thing ain't gonna go long. It's, they're gonna hash that out. They go, there's gonna be a settlement. That'll be it. Well, Dwight is correct in the sense of what he does at his own time and is his own business. Mm-hmm. But not when you're being accused of assaulting someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So while Dwight can sit here and say where you put your wood is. Just, yeah, but you need to be consensually putting your wood somewhere. You can't just be putting that shit somewhere just because you want to. Right. But you think that's just, you know, the thing you should be doing. Right. And I think that some of our society norms, I think we need to, I think we need to do a better job of that. I think we definitely need, there's so many situations where people don't even understand what consent is, Jules. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a problem now. You, you think about the guys now out here, and I'm, I'm talking to you men, and you know y'all are guilty of this shit because it's blurred lines. You're going back with somebody, right, and it's almost about to go there. It's just right there. No pun intended, but the shit's right there. Right. And the person's like, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for this, right? This might be too much. And then you try to push the issue. Oh, man, just a little bit. Let me just, just put the tip. Let me – No. And the motherfucker said, no, that's it. I'm mm-hmm. out of there. Because I ain't trying to have no motherfucker sit up here and say, he forced himself on me. Fuck no. Right. I like my freedom too much. Right. Right. No, you don't want them problems. No. You don't want them problems. No. So, so y'all better stop it with this just the tip shit because that shit right there will get your ass locked up. But that motherfucker say no. And that's a clear ass no, man. Okay. You better go turn on that TV and like, yeah, hey, what's, what's on Netflix? Right. Y'all? Oh, okay. All right. No, right. You ain't kidding. Let's watch. Let's watch TV. Let's eat. Let's listen to music. Whatever the case may be. You, you know, we'll, we'll, whenever you're ready. Keep it moving, cause you don't want the problems. You talking about jail time. You talking about, and then you got to register yourself for the rest of your life as a sex offender. You, you don't want that. You have people who, you know, you have law enforcement come, come check on you. Check with make sure that you living at the the address they have on file every year annually. You know, so and then the hurt that you put to that victim. Mm-hmm. You know, and also like even the way that he's acting about it, right? Uh-huh. That's why I'm giving the Steven guy props because, bruh, it's hard for victims to come forward. Like I said, especially these male ones, right? Right, because of the jokes are gonna come. Mm-hmm. And so I just think as, as, as a whole of society, we got to just do better. And I think that in these type of situations, it's like, come on, man. Like, Dwight, dude, just make better decisions, bro. Like, whatever you want to do, do it. But just do it in a, in a healthy way. You know, don't be out here just, like, taking shit from people. Like, come on, man. No, you don't need to. You don't have to. Oh, man, you rich as fuck, bro. You don't have to, man. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure his DMs are full of Stevens and, Becky's and whoever the hell else. And Miss Kitties. Good grief. And like you said, Jules, he got seven kids. So you know Dwight ain't out here hurting for nothing. 
Right. So it's like, come on, man. But, you know, also with that, you must be a good representation. You must be a good, you know, role model for your kids. You don't want your kids looking at this stuff. You know. Yeah, I'm sure they're older now. Right. You know, you know, then there are people coming at your kids. Yeah, your father's a, you know, what you, you know, blankety blank. You know what I'm saying? So. But in this day and age, kids are fucking vicious now. Oh, dude. Oh, Jesus. You imagine that? Ooh. Just think sitting there just forwarding that shit to your damn phone. About your dad. Boy, man, I wouldn't even want to. Woo. Just imagine that when we was in school and somebody's father was, you know, accused of something like that. Man, that kid will probably not go back to school. You think about back in our time. Man. Kids are vicious. You are absolutely right. And even more vicious. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought we was bad, but then when I like see some of the stuff now, I'm like, this, this, this shit here. Mm -mm. No bueno. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, man, listen, let's get to our listener letter. This oh, week. yes. This one comes over from Mr. Brad. And Brad, he's got some questions for us, Jules. Okay. Now, he said he's been with his wife for 13 years, married for nine of them. He said they have two children, ages 12 and 10. He said he recently realized that his wife may still be in love with the guy that she dated just before him. Mm -mm. He said, you guys want to know how I found out? Well, one day, my wife and I were watching a TV show together, and out of nowhere, she asked me my opinion on open marriages. He said it was random, out of the blue, left me kind of confused. He said I gave her a vague answer and started investigating why she would ask me such a question. He said so. I went through her email and discovered messages and her journal notes for the last year. As far as I can tell, she hasn't done anything sexually with the guy yet, but it's definitely clear from the message that she wants to. Mm. However, I did not confront her about this. He said, the reason why? I feel bad for invading her privacy. But then on the other hand, she's being sneaky. I need to know from you guys. Should I confront her or just agree to the open marriage situation? Please help. Oh, man. Bad. Chris, here's the thing. Agree to the open marriage, that's a that's a no. I mean, only because I believe in marriage, I believe is a union under the big man above. One man, one woman. You have open marriage, then that's that's not a marriage. Uh, you don't uh, that shit up to everybody. I I mean <laughs> You know, but that's just me. That's just my my faith in and how I was brought up. For her asking that, hell, bro, for right there, you should have been having a conversation right then and there. You know, there's some things, Prez. You know, you and your lady, y'all watch something, y'all see something. Yeah, what are your th what are your takes? Because normally the female want to know. Oh, do you agree with this? Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? You know, my wife and I, we watch the TV. Oh, well, how do you feel about that? Well, she want to hide what I feel about this. That's like her. Like, yeah, what do you feel about open marriage? What? Get out of here. If she asking like she's interested, you have a problem. And you need to get to root of the problem. Like you say, nothing happened yet. But there's the there's the the, the devil in the left ear, like, you know what is you know, everybody's doing it. It's the signs at a time, you know. Uh, you know, Will and Jada, entanglement and all that other stuff. 
you know, it depends, you know what I'm saying? Prayers, you know, all this stuff is out here, how uh, hip, hip hop things and housewives and all that stuff. You know, they it's, it's promoted. The sanctity of, of marriage is not really, you know, the, the, the people getting married, you won't really see that a lot. It's not really out there. Marriage is nothing to be played with. And if you two are married and she asks about that, then you need to get to the to the root of it. Like, well, why are we asking this? Maybe she, you know, there's something she's she's missing in bed. You know, you can talk about that. You know, listen, we all not perfect. You know, we're all not perfect. We, you know, some things we can tighten up on or do something else or have it fun or make it more exciting or whatever the case may be. Okay. That's that's no problem, no biggie. Well, you're trying to go outside to 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 fill this this something you're missing, that, that then we have a problem. So have the conversation with her. You being sneaky, you know. Hell, me, I don't know. I I will come out with it. You 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 know, you can put in a way you kind of raise my my interest when, you know, a red flag had came out when you talked about the open marriage. So it kind of bothered me and I saw and I came across some things I saw some stuff and I just want to you know address it and talk about it and then right there and there hey here you you know here it is we can talk about this because this is important you know I mean you've been they've been married for a while right Chris you said well how many years nine years nine years I mean okay y'all, hey y'all can talk hey there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> she'll she'll come at you if she saw something on your phone or your email so would yeah. Right or what? So, hey, we can, hey, there's another, there's a, there's another side of that coin. So I will say no to the open marriage, not unless you, hey, not unless you didn't see something, you know, but, but no to the open marriage and, hey, you confront her about it, tell her about it. You don't got to feel bad for Sneaky. Hey, listen, she don't open up that Pandora's box. So I would just, I'll address it. Hey, listen, hey, baby, look, that open marriage, you kind of got me little, you know, I felt some type of way when he asked me about that. <laughs> so I came across some things and kind of some red flags that went off. You know, saw you had been talking, you know, the, you know, talking to such and such or whatever. Well, hey, listen, what's going on? And, hey, let the chips fall, fall where they may, like my mom always say. So, Jules, man, there's so much to unpack with this one. I'm, I'm going to try to keep it short. I feel like in this situation, if my lady turns to me when we're watching something, and she asked that question. You know me, Jules. You know me for a very long time. Yes. I'm not going to sit on that in that moment. So that question is asked. Right. Who's asking? Are you asking or you just, it was just, just a casual conversation? Or are you like asking, asking? Right? Right, right. Because I want to know where your head is. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't know, then I don't know where it's going. And in this situation, Brad, your woman is over here thinking about another man. Mm-hmm. And you need to dip that in the bud. Or if it's a situation where, listen, like Jewel said, maybe her needs aren't being met. And I'm not just thinking sexually, maybe just in other ways. Maybe maybe she's having conversations with this person because he sparks like a side of her that you're not sparking anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's why earlier when I asked you, Jules, about the date nights, this is something, Brad, for you. What do you guys do to keep things spicy? What do you do to keep the, that fire and the right. passion going? Mm-hmm. The date nights are important. The just because type of stuff is important. Having real conversation. Maybe she's like just lacking so many different things. So I'm less concerned when you're going through her stuff. Me personally, I don't do that shit because 
I was just taught, like, if you go searching for something, you're going to find something that you don't want to see. That I'm not true. into that. Right. <laughs> that is I mean? true. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Because you go looking for something, and then you see it, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my fucking girl's a bitch. <laughs> ah! You know, like, I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right? No, you remember that song, I Don't Want to Know? If you can, uh -huh. you keep it on the low. Yeah. Bro, that's yeah. me all day long. Mm-hmm. Listen, Jules, I'm just going to be honest with you and all of our listeners. I don't want to go read at my demise. I don't want to go read at something, and then I'm over here in the corner of the room crying that Jules can't get me out of the room because I read something. You know how us men are all about our women. No. So I'd rather be ignorant. Mm -hmm. I'd rather look at you every day and have this image in my mind that, like, ain't no man in this world ever touched you except for me. Mm -hmm. So, Brad, back to you. Okay. And I ain't tripping about the privacy thing. I just wouldn't have done it. Most importantly, you need to talk to this woman, have a real conversation with her, and find out where she's at in this marriage. Because obviously, open marriage, that's opening Pandora's box, Jules. And I feel like there's got to be so many blurred lines with these damn open marriages, right? Because then, okay, could you imagine this, Jules? Let's just let's just play a game of hypothetical. Okay. You know somebody that's in an open marriage. Every mm -hmm. time that that person leaves the house, what you thinking? Oh, yeah. You know, we're in the open marriage, so I can't be asking no questions. But is she fucking right now? Or is he fucking right now? Mm -hmm. That ain't no way to live. No. It's not a marriage. No. Mm -mm. I can't ask you shit. You can just be going to the grocery store. And I'm over here like, she probably getting fucked right now. <laughs> now I, don't want, I don't want that. This mother talking about some she going to the gym. And I'm like, yeah, right. Bullshit mm -hmm. you going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then you wait, do you watch her the body language and her mannerism when she get back? So like, motherfucker, we're not gonna immediately take a shower when she get back here. Nah, this motherfucker went and took a shower. When she got back here, this motherfucker. You know, like you just start thinking all kind of crazy shit. Right. You like, oh, she wasn't whistling before she left the motherfucking house, but now you all happy. What you so happy about? The dry cleaner wasn't that damn fun. Right. I was just over there two days ago. <laughs> there are assholes in there. And they overpriced. Hey, dude, aren't they? Straight up. She come back, I get it for free. That you do. <laughs> so now, Brad, you just need to have some conversations, bro, for real. Yes, like, man, yes, I'm not sir. even trying to joke about it, but you just need to have some conversations because, man, Brad, you just have no idea, man. You, Your wife right now, is in this situation where she is beyond tempted. And you want to dip that shit in the bud or give yourself the chance to get out where she can be where she truly want to be with if that's the case. Mm -hmm. True. But y'all got kids 12 and 10. And I'm okay, Brad. I don't want to be putting that in your head, but I am kind of petty and messy. So you said y'all been together for 13 years, got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Okay. Your wife was with this guy before y'all. Just ask her some questions. That's all I'm going to say. Just ask her some questions. Kids' age is a little too close for my liking. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know if you want to know that, Perez. Well, you know, when it comes to them kids, you want to know. Because sometimes, man, we'll sit back. You're like, wait, man, I'm going to do the right thing. But I don't know. Take your word for it, but he is six ten. He's light skinned, and I don't have a light skin cell on my body. But mm. I guess maybe it could be. 
must be must be the white side of my family. Yeah, it could be the <laughs> slave owner that, that right. did what he did back in the in the history. Oh man. But yeah, man, I would just ask some tough questions, bro. That's yes. All. Yeah. You I mean you you have to. And be prepared what and be prepared what what you hear. My goodness, man. And, and, and my heart goes out to both of y'all, man, because obviously, Brad, it's tough for you that you got to see and read the shit that you read. But it's also tough for her because if she ain't happy, she's not happy. And everybody deserves happiness in this world. And I'm a full proponent of people chasing their happiness because you only get one life. And you shouldn't have to sit here and be stuck in a situation that doesn't fulfill. So I just think y'all need to have some really tough conversations and figure this shit out. Next piece of business, Jules, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the episode talking about overcoming failure. Mm -hmm. This situation is going on at Michigan with the sign still. Now, all this y'all been asking us, like, man, when y'all going to talk about the sign still? And I'm like, well, I just want to get a little bit more information out before, you know, we start talking about that. So, obviously, Jules, you know I cover the Big Ten, the exclusive right. University of Illinois. Right. Mm -hmm. However... One thing that I want people to understand with this whole Michigan scandal is a lot of teams will send someone to scout their opponents, right? Michigan's okay. no different than that. Okay. So allegedly, Michigan sent someone to scout opponents. What this person was doing was recording the sideline, allegedly, and he was getting the cadence of the opponent's signs. Their signals and how they communicate on the field. Uh oh, well, guess what? That type of information, Jules, is very valuable to a football team. True. When you play said team, now you know their cadences. You know mm -hmm. what they're doing before they even snap the fucking football, right, potentially. Right. Now, so Michigan's being now accused of having an individual doing that and reporting that information back. However, the Big Ten right now, Jules, is going to be ruling against Michigan. But the NCAA hasn't even conducted their investigation. So a lot of people are kind of looking at the situation like, well, that's not fair. How can you rule on something that an investigation is still pending? So there's just a lot in this situation. That's why I wanted to wait a little bit. But, you know, how this audience is, Jules, they're like, no, we want y'all to talk about it. We keep getting the same questions. I'm like, all right, fine. We're going to talk about it. Well, I don't know. That's a little, that's a little weird because how can you – if there's no – if you finish the investigation, well, how can you hold them uh, uh, accountable? Yeah, that's the thing. You, you know, yeah. So I know some. I know some uh, sports sports writers and editors and 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 uh, anchors are talking about uh, Michigan shouldn't be shouldn't be playing until the investigation is over. But I mean, that's on NCAA. Uh -huh. So I I don't. I mean, Michigan, the football team, the organization, the friend, organization got going to do what they're going to do. They're going to play whatever the case may be. They're kind of, they're going after them. They're saying, well, they should know, you know, they should be held liable because of what, what happened, even if you didn't have any acknowledgement, just like we talk about with DJ Envy. But this one is just like, we still need, I mean, we have to wait still and see what's going to happen and play out. I think the biggest thing is, is because it's, it's gotten so much media attention uh -huh. and so much conversation around it. I think that's what's forcing the Big Ten commissioner to have to act on it 
but you should never be forced to act on something just because of what other people are saying to you. Right. You right. should always be about doing things in the right way, and everything should have a process. Right. And I think that Michigan is is correct in the fact that they do deserve due process. That's mm-hmm. no different than if I'm accused of doing a crime and I don't get due process. Like everybody deserves that. Because if you don't do that, then it's like okay, well then, then like there's no order, right? And you got to have something. And I, I'm right. Gonna, like, you're just guilty. And in this situation, it's almost like people have already presumed to be to be guilty. And now I will say this now for the situation: I am not a University of Michigan football fan, so I have no horse in the race here. But I will say this: if Michigan continues to win games. This is going to be an eyesore for the NCAA, and it's going to force them to have to do something, Jules. Now, if they well, lose, true. then maybe yeah. it'll kind of start to kind of not be such a big story. But right. if they go undefeated and they end up in the national championship game or something like that, good Lord. <laughs> good luck with that one. Well, dude, you're absolutely right, because what we remember Spygate. Oh, yeah. I mean, people still bring it up. Oh, yeah. They went on, Patriots went on, won the, uh, the Super Bowl. People, uh, you, you talk about a couple things, the Flake Gate and Spy Gate when it comes to, to, <laughs> to Tom Brady. And the <laughs> you know, so like you said, Prince, if they go on and start winning and beating teams and winning and oh, they're going to look at it with an asterisk like, hmm, wait a minute. No, but remember, Mr. Connors for their, you know, the recruitment. Yeah, he went in there and he did some extra. Yeah, he was recruiting high, but he, you know, Stealing signs and you know giving out some some secrets, but so yeah, like I say, time will tell because with this thing, well, people gonna be looking at it. They gonna be looking at them sideways, cross-eyed now anyway because of this. So it's just not a it's just not a good thing when you hit when you have accused of something and it's big where it can give you an advantage or whatever the case may be, then people just look at it like, mm, yeah, Michigan, they're cheats. If they win, you know, like I said, if they lose, then it's going to fall on deaf ears probably. But if they win, oh, they're going to put an asterisk next to it. Yeah, they won because, you know, they had the secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look at, just look at, uh, in baseball, when we went through that era of the steroids, I mean, McGuire and Sosa and 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 Kaseko. They when you think when you talk about them, they were like, well, yeah, they was juicing. And for some people, not all. I I, I love Mark McGuire and Sosa and them. I, I, I that that year in baseball was was excellent. But it was it was fun. It was fun, was, right? Yeah. It was fun. Then that came out. Well, everybody was you know. Was juicing. And, now let, and they don't want those people in the Hall of Fame, which I'm telling you, at a certain point, you gonna have to let them in there. Right, but you see how you see how long that followed him. Mm-hmm. You see how long. Oh yeah, and, and it's never it's never going to leave. No, you know, hardball. I know you got players that work hard and go there, and you're playing hard and you're trying to win the chip. And you know, you don't need this. You don't need this on this this blemish on your team and your coaching staffs and university. And you know, so I hope I hope they do the investigation. I hope we know we know saying prayers when they when they take their time and investigate. And I hope it doesn't come out to be but you know we well i guess we'll we'll see if this thing continues to go bad for michigan and jim harbaugh and they, the pressure continues to mount it could force him to leave michigan and go yeah. to the nfl and guess what yeah, yeah. i'm all for it because that means you know what that means he can become the next head coach of the chicago bears oh, I'll be all for it. Press, look at you man <laughs> you know what i mean 
You know over what there mean, playing Jones? chess, man. Playing chess yeah, over yeah. there. Everybody over here with their emotional checkers. Y'all go over there and play <laughs> that emotional game. He said, we'll take them. We'll take them. Shit, I don't give a fuck. So, hey, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, so I'm sitting over here, Jules, with this whole situation like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but hey, hey, Press, Flus is doing a good job, ain't he? A good job of what? <laughs> What's your definition of good job? <laughs> just man, nobody in that damn organization doing no good job. Oh man, dude, I be hearing you and Dub, boy. <laughs> oh, this is rough. It's a rough. It's a rough year. That's a rough year, bro. And that's an understatement. And you know, you can you can just hear my frustration. Uh-huh. We have to fucking talk about that team because uh-huh. it's it's awful, bro. It is awful. Uh-huh. And even though they won that game on Thursday, I was still sitting there like this is this is not good football. This is no. not a good football team. No, no. You know, by three. I guess by one three? of the guess one of the worst teams in the league. Right. That's not and if you I'm barely leaving, won. If I'm leaving that field, I'm not celebrating high five, and I'm like Fuck no. No, no. They had the nerve in the locker room laughing, and I see a Justin dancing and shit. I was kind of like, um, Justin, <laughs> what you doing, bro? I don't know, man. I'm just uh, telling you, man, I, I don't like it. Hey, Justin, you know, right now, he should not be around dancing around. He should be serious. And he should realize, hey, man, this rookie quarterback behind me, who everybody seems to be clamoring for right now, even though he ain't going to take my job, people mm-hmm. want that. Justin, you need to be doing everything in your power to get back on that field for we can love you, you know what? All that dancing shit, boy. Hey, Press, I was going to ask you this, but you, you didn't answer my question. Because I was going to ask you, should they even should they shut them down for the rest of the season? No, they can't do that. You know, okay. you know why? Because okay. they still need to see what they got. Okay. They got some big decisions to make, right? The Bears are going to have potentially two top five picks. Okay. Well, you need to see Justin down the stretch to see if he's somebody that's going to stick around next year or if they need to go ahead and draft a quarterback next year. Cool. That makes sense. And there's a lot of talented quarterbacks in the draft. I don't think you draft a quarterback. I think Justin Fields, in my opinion, should be given another year to prove that he's the guy. I think you build around him. You continue to improve the team, build up that offensive line. Like, there's so many different holes that I see within the team. I don't think quarterback's the problem. No, no. Jules, you hear me on the show. You know yep. who I think the problem is. Yeah. It's the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Justin has things that he can do better, and, and everybody knows that. Well, come on, man. Justin's a talented player. You don't just come to the Bears as a, a guy in Justin Fields that was a two-way talent, that's a gunslinger, and all of a sudden you come here and you can't play? Nah, man. Nah. There's something going on. With the organization, there's something going on in the Hallis Hall, and I keep telling people. The Hallis Hall is like one of those haunted houses that you move into, and everybody in the house becomes possessed, and then they're never the same again. Mm. That's what Hallis Hall is. People do not come out of that situation better. That's why Roquan Smith was so happy. He was like, shit, he was like, I'm so glad that I got away from that franchise and all that losing. And I I just Bears fans over here talking about some. Fuck Roquan. I'm like, you'd be saying the same shit if you was Roquan. Well, played yeah. his ass off. Uh-huh. Well, Montgomery yeah. felt the same way. Yeah, he sure did. And look at him now. With a winning team. With a winning team, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's about time that we stop going after former players and go after the people as the real culprit. Can't be mad about Garbage and Rokor for speaking the truth. And, and let's be let's be honest, Press. That's been going on for a long time. Decades. I mean, a long time. All we know in our fandom as grown adults is losing. And I was a little shorty when they won that championship in 86. Exactly. That's all we can go on. That 85 Mm -hmm. bear team. That that, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That That we barely remember. That we right. Yeah. That's why they stay in the social field press. Listen. That's why we're doing an episode of Overcoming Failure, because maybe we can help the Chicago Bears be a perpetual failure. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. But the one thing that we know about failure, Jules, is that life is always going to knock you down, right? One way or the other. And we talk about that a lot. I mean, when we get these letters and we listen to people as they tell us about some of their trials and tribulations and how they're trying to overcome tough situations. And that's why Jules and I, we always try to make sure that we try to be open and honest with you all what we see with the situation. And we try to be, you know, fair about things. Now, today, Jules, I figured we should probably talk through some of the things in our lives that we kind of had to overcome, but then also what we did to get there, right? Because this is not easy, and it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. You know, just because something worked for Jules and I may not work for you, but at least we want to open a dialogue and have the type of conversation because there's so many people, Jules, that they see people out here in the world having success, and it, and it almost is a detriment to them because then they give up because they're like, oh, man, look at this person. That worked out so well for them. But they don't realize for that one person's world success, how many times did they fail to get to where you see them winning? Mm-hmm. that's why I think this episode today is important because I want people to realize that people are only going to broadcast their wins they're not going to tell you about their losses no Press they uh you know far as it's almost like far as with, 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 with failure to overcome failure you have to go through it of course you got to go through it failure is can be it can be it can be rough because it can either break you or make you. It all depends on your mindset. Now, now if you sit up here, you're going through whatever the case may be. Maybe you're trying to get a promotion on the job and you keep getting looked over. And you and you stop performing like 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 you normally you normally do. You just say, Hey, what's the point? What's the point? The bare minimum or not even be uh, not even be a good worker uh, whatsoever, and you get fired. You get fired. You can't get another job, and you know, or you or you 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 once had a a great salary. Now you're living check by check. That failure, not getting that promotion, upset you, and rightfully so. But then you 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 draw back, and you say, "Forget the company. The company don't care." Forget it. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just here. But then your productivity went down, and they got rid of you. Now, now you. Now you struggle. Failure is. It's just one of them things. It's a. It's an obstacle. It's a. A setback. It's. It's a struggle. But without that struggle, you can't have. You can't have victory. 
So right now, like for me, I'm going through just a little bit of something like that as far as on, on the job. Uh, one thing about the police department, it's hard to get promoted. They get they get tests for for promotions. And those tests are like, like for me, it's like this this doesn't create us. This this you don't get like the best sergeants out of this, out of this test. But you take a test and you get placed a score, a number. But if your number is not like a four, like a four hundred or whatever like that, then nine times out of well, ten times out of ten, you're not making sergeant. So I took the test a couple times already. Didn't make a good score. But I mean, those are the those are the failures. But you know, you, you know, you learn from it. You don't get that. Like for me, it's not gonna set me back or knock me down or say, oh, the hell with this job. Because there's 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 different avenues. There's different things you can do. There's more tests coming. So I'm I'm still a work working work in progress here, working process. It's gonna happen. And when it do happen, I can look back and look at those struggles and the obstacles and and when I make it, it's it's gonna be that much even that much sweeter. Those that thing right there is, you know, all those things, those those are learning. Those are learning learning curves, you know, growing pain. You go through something like, oh, okay, on this one, I should have, I should have went this way. I shouldn't answer it that way. I should have did this. Me, those are not even failures. I think even even Floyd didn't say that. He said winning. He said it doesn't matter, because when you win, okay, you win. But let's say if he didn't win, he still win it because he learned something from it, and it made him a better fighter. So he said you don't even count as failures. And you know, and that's pretty much the mindset that you know you have to have. But it's easy to feel that way when you're fifty and up. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what he say if you, if, if uh, you have that loss. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, you're right. You're right. But you know what, Jules, to that point, though, you know there's a lot of failures behind the closed doors with him. He's been mm-hmm. locked up. Yes. He's had trials and tribulations in his personal life. Yes. Some of which have been his own doing, but the point of the matter is, is that he still had to overcome personal failures. And so that's why we're doing this thing because people can look at Floyd. Oh man, he's rich as hell, fifty and old, probably arguably probably one of the best fighters of all time. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at his story, man. He's had a checkered past with a relationship with his father, right? Yes. Those are things that that count, right? I mean, you got to think about how important those relationships are for a kid, especially a black man in this world, and you don't have that solid relationship with your father. They were estranged for years, bro. Right. Remember when Floyd fought Oscar De La Hoya? His father was helping Oscar De La Hoya. And Floyd still won. Talk about overcoming adversity there. Dude, yeah, right? I mean, mentally, you have to, you see, like, damn, I'm fighting this dude. My pops over there? Well, you're fighting two people because you're fighting him and you're fighting your pops. Right. I think that was a close fight, too, I think, Perez, if I can remember. Yeah, it was. But sure, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like basically De La Hoya has the person that knows Floyd better than mm-hmm. Floyd knows right. himself. Hey. But it also goes to show you how good Floyd is because the guy still couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on something that you mentioned about your personal struggles there with the police department. So I know a cat. 
I heard him speak recently. He was a police officer in Chicago, and he got out. He basically started doing real estate, and now he's like a developer, flipper, doing all that kind of stuff. And he talked about how hard it was not only to get promoted, but he said that as a numbers game with CPD, and he said that really you're going to basically be fighting an uphill battle to get promoted. He said even if you place well with the test, uh-huh. he said there's still so many people ahead of you right. that you don't get called, basically is what mm-hmm. he said. And he said for him, he said instead of letting it get him down, he said he went to school and learned about real estate. He educated himself. He said he did that while he was on the force. He said he started making so much money with the real estate that he left the force. And he mm-hmm. said he never turned back. So in this case, this is somebody that got tired of taking those tests, not passing or not getting a high enough score that would determine he would get promoted. And right. he took matters into his own hands. And so for me, when I heard you tell that story, I'm like, yeah, I heard another officer tell that story. And I'm like, it's crazy how they stack the decks like that and make it so difficult. But in this particular officer's case, he figured out his own niche. And he was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> and, and Prez, it's funny that you said that because it is some things my wife been talking and I my wife and I have been talking about maybe like a five-year plan, and that might be the way that I'm gonna go too. See? I I love what I do. I love what I do. That's because I love people. I love helping people, you know, and I have fun doing it. I'm not just out there for myself. I I try to, I generally try to help people who listen, who wants help. And, but when I start to see officers, and I'm, and and I'm not knocking them, but I'm just so pro jewels. When I see people who don't put in, who don't have the heart or put in the work I've put in, you know, and they do well on the test and they get promoted and they a supervisor. You know, part of me is like, yeah. I still respect the I still respect that. And and and, and present, you know me, and I'm happy for anybody who who gets success. I'm happy for it. I'm I'm not knocking, I'm not a jealous type, I'm not a hateful uh type individual. I'm happy for whoever get. But I look at it, I said, no, nah, man. I said, I, I, I you know, I gotta look out, you know, I, I want mines. You know, I want mines. I know what I come with. So when when I see when the department's like this and they're they're talking about now, you know, having more tests and this and that, because normally a test come like every five years. I mean, well shit, you're an old man about to if you miss a few tests, which I have, I hell, I, I get damn near almost twenty years old. You know, let's say they do another test in five years, twenty five I'm retired. You know, so I that's what I look at. You know, my wife and I talk about some things that we might uh, do have five-year plan that we might go say say hey i had a nice run with this thing i'm go ahead and, and um go ahead and, and, and tap it somebody else's turn so uh and there's, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that no because no. like i said at, at that point hey hey you gave it a you gave it the what, what they call it you gave it the college try mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> and, but you know you got to choose you right and, and if that's a situation that's causing some frustration and also too i just i'm gonna call it what is what i'm gonna call it that's just bias, bro. The people mm. that get those promotions, they're not getting it because they're out here making a difference on the street. It's because they're buddy-buddy with somebody or because they know somebody, their old man knows somebody. It's that good old boy network. It's the same shit that happens in corporate America. It's yeah. the same shit that's happening there, point blank. So if you know the game, 
I know. Yeah. Don't be emotional. Mm-mm. You just know how to play it. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's what that dude did. And that sounds like that's what you're doing. And that's what we're talking about on this show. That's how you overcome these adverse situations. Like, don't get defeated. Don't get down. I mean, it's easy to say that, right, when you're not directly in that situation, right, because you're human. And we have emotions, right, and we, like, feel like some kind of way when things don't go our way. 100% agree with that. But after you, you know, dust yourself off, <laughs> that's when you start to get strategic. Mm-hmm. Now, I told the story about the first place that I bought. I wanted to buy a place in Bronzeville. You guys already know that story. I'll give you the cliff notes on it because that's not really what I want to talk about. I have another story I want to talk about when it comes to failure. But in this situation, this was like kind of like my first taste of like the real world. And I got kicked in the fucking nuts. Where I wanted to invest, the banks were willing to give me that type of money. But they were willing to give me the type of money to move out to the south suburbs, right? And it's, 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 it's basically one of those things where it's intentional when they make those type of decisions. I was 22 years old at the time. They didn't want a 22-year-old dude moving and buying a whole entire fucking brownstone. So they stacked the odds up against me. But I didn't get emotional about it. I just said, you know what? I just got to get my money up. And what I do? I went out there to the burbs, lowered mortgage. I saved my money. Got my money right. And I put myself in position for no one to ever be able to tell me no again. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn how to, when someone does those type of things to you, educate yourself, regroup, but don't give up. And I didn't allow that to happen. Now when I go into one of those banks, they ain't going to tell me that that bullshit, or you got to have this and I got to have that. I'm like, I got that and I got that. Now what's up? Mm. See, the conversation is a lot different now, Jules. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but that comes with learning. That comes with wisdom. But it also comes with you having a game plan. You talk about that five-year plan that you and the wife sat down and talked about. Don't just make that a plan. Make that something that's actionable and make that something that when two years comes up, you won't mm, track yes, for the five years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because you know, a lot of times people come up with a plan. And all that is is like wishes in one hand and you know what in the other. Make it tangible. Make it something that halfway through you already telling me, like, oh, man, shit, all right, I'm already halfway out this bitch. <laughs> damn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing this already. I'm like, damn, okay, I see you. See, the problem with five-year plans is people wait till year five to actually start executing the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too late. <laughs> Bro, that five-year plan about to be a 10-year plan. Right. You're lying to yourself. So, but the story I was going to share when it comes to failure, it just comes from when I was in college, man. And, you know, you go away to school. I made some mistakes. Caused me to have to drop out of school. And the one thing that I wanted to do, Jules, is I wanted to get my college degree. Obviously, I wasn't able to do it the traditional way like a lot of our friends that went away to school and they finished away at school. I wasn't able to do so. I had to go to night school while I worked. So I would work from 7.30 to 4.30. And then I would go to school from 5.30 to 9.30. I met Doug because I met him at night school. Mm. And he was on the same thing. So you got to imagine that. Working a 40-hour job and then taking a full allotment of, of credits for college at night. So basically, I was up all night studying, writing papers, prepping for school. Then I had to get up and go to work in the morning. 
It wasn't a lot of sleep. I sacrificed sleep. In that year and a half, I did what it took to earn my college degree, graduated with honors, and my mom and my grandmother and people in my family got to see me turn failure to success. Now, was that shit easy? Fuck no. Hell no. There were so many times when and you wake up that next day and you sit in here like, why am I doing this to myself? It's just a piece of paper. No, it's not. Oh, no. And, it, and this is what I tell so many people about a college degree. You know what a college degree means to me? Pride. Finishing something. Completion. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people nowadays, they don't have pride in who they are. They don't have pride in finishing something. So many people are so willing to start something and never go back to it. So when I talk about an episode like this, it's, it's less about the success and it's more about you not quitting on yourself. Because you got to think about a guy like Michael Jordan. He talked about how many shots he missed, practice, games, whatever. But what's he remembered for, Jules? He's remembered for hitting the shot. The shot. Yes, sir. Mm, that's good. So Michael Jordan was preparing himself for that moment. And that's what we have to do. We have to prepare ourselves through adversity, through failure. Those lumps that you take, that's preparing you for the moment that when you do have that success, you look back on that failure. You say, this is what propelled me to this moment. When I walked across that stage with my red cords, graduated with arms, I'm holding back in motion. One of the proudest moments of my life. Mm-hmm. Can't take that away. That's how you should treat failure. I had to hold back tears on that because that's how much that moment meant to me. That's how much that moment meant to my family. That a journey that I started, I saw it through the level of dedication, the sacrifice. I sacrificed hanging out with friends. I sacrificed so much of my life. I didn't do shit for a year and a half except for work and go to school and study. But I wanted that so bad that I was willing to do that. That's what it takes sometimes. Sometimes you got to sacrifice the things that you want to get the things that you truly need, jewels. Gonna hit him with that current call, bro. Perez, this current call goes out to Berto Aguayo of Chicago's Little Village neighborhood. Aguayo is a law student at Northwestern and is the executive director of Increase the Peace, an organization that develops youth leaders and promote peace through leadership development, community organization, and advocating for solutions that tackle the root causes of violence. Aguayo uses his experience as a former gang member to rally youth to stay off the streets by incentivizing them through community projects, employment, access, and civic leader preparation. Additionally, a grad mentor increased the peace youth and regularly hosts them at Northwestern Law School for leadership and legal aid training. A grad has also worked hard to bring Black and Latino communities together in the Black and Brown Unity Car Parade, which advocates for peace and racial healing. Berto Aguayo, President of Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family, would like to salute you and appreciate all your hard work. 
Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. And, man, salute to Roberto, man. I mean, that that type of work is the stuff that people don't talk about, right? I mean, you got a kid right there that has a checkered past, but what do you do? He turned his life around and he's trying to pay it forward. I think that we need to pay more homage to cats like that. Audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pull Them Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.